If only I'd have done this, or maybe if I would have been this way, or maybe if I've reacted in a certain way, or maybe I'm not seeing things for what they really are. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. We spend a lot of time and a lot of mental energy reviewing circumstances, reviewing instances, reviewing things that have happened to us by our cluster B, things that have been imposed on us. And we question it and we kind of formulate our response and we just spend time and time and time and we wait and we hope and nothing ever changes. And we blame ourselves and we blame the borderline. We blame the narcissist. It's their fault. It's my fault. It's your fault. Well, you have to take a step back sometimes and you have to recognize the situation for what it is. It's the absolution that I talked about in my last podcast, the giving yourself permission to actually look at things rationally to look at things the way they should be looked at. And that's with, I guess, looking at it from the perspective of somebody else, taking yourself out of the situation and looking at it from a completely neutral perspective and also taking onus. This is probably one of the most difficult things that I've encountered in my journey through my UPPD wife, who I suspect is comorbid with narcissistic personality disorder. And again, I've talked about the fact that we want to put labels on things. We want to say, you know, I'm with a borderline. I'm with a narcissist. You're with somebody who unfortunately has a personality disorder. You're with somebody that's not treating you the way that you should be treated is not meeting your needs. You're meeting their needs. And you have to take a step back and it's very difficult. This is probably, again, my last podcast talking about the seven stages. I kind of vacillate between absolution, which I think is the final stage and acceptance because I still find myself looking back on things that happened years ago and questioning that. Well, did she really mean it? Or maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. The bottom line is when I look at the relationship from a very neutral perspective, when I take my own feelings out of it, my own perspective, and I look at it sort of, I guess, from an elevated view, I look at the the lay of the land, the emotional geography. It's not a normal relationship. It's dysregulated. I am being emotionally abused. I'm being verbally abused at times. I'm being neglected. You know, you have to take onus for that and you have to take onus for your own participation and your continued participation in the relationship. You know, you can't blame the borderline. You can't blame the narcissist. If you choose to carry on, if you choose to remain, it's just as much your fault as it is theirs. Because in an ideal world, you wouldn't be in a relationship like this. And in an ideal world, you would leave the relationship. You would end it. You would terminate it. And there are many reasons why most of us don't do that. It might be financial. It may be 
that we share a family with that person. We may share children with them. They may be a relative of ours. But at the end of the day, you have to decide whether or not you are going to commit to remain in the relationship and whether or not you will accept that you will not get what you want out of the relationship. And that if you remain in the relationship, you can't remain in the relationship with the false hope that you will get the person or the person that you thought you were with will return because that was a mirage. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. It's the love bombing. And again, I hate that word love bombing because in my opinion, and I will remain steadfast on this, borderlines and narcissists do not know how to love in the true sense of the word. And as people, as us in these relationships on the opposite end, I'm not sure that we know how. You know, we could sit here and say, we are in love with that person. We stay with this person because we love them. But is that why we're really staying? We love them? What does that mean? What does love mean in a relationship where it is not reciprocal? You can love something. I love pizza. Okay? I eat pizza. I love it. But again, my relationship with pizza, it's very different. You know, it's, it's, we can love things, but then we can't expect the pizza to love us back. The pizza's piece, it's food. Okay. I love it. Does it love me? No, it doesn't. I love my wife, but does my wife love me? That is an expectation that we should not have. Yet it is something that every relationship every intimate relationship should have is reciprocal love. You love this person. This person loves you back. This person respects your feelings. This person cares about you. And I honestly don't believe that a borderline can care. They have so many needs in of themselves. They are so tormented within themselves that they can't see you. They don't see you. They are wrapped up in their own world, in their own disassociated world that they have created. Okay? And these are hard words for me to even relate to you. But if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are in a dysfunctional relationship. You are confused. You are seeking answers. You are looking for experiences related to you by other people who are experiencing things so that you can say, yeah, yeah, I I see that. I understand that. That is something that resonates with me. And what you do with this information, and there's a lot of information out there, is entirely up to you as to how you act on it. If you choose to remain in a relationship, then you have to take responsibility for making that choice. As I've said again, so many times, You shouldn't be held against your will. If you're being held against your will, then we're talking about a very different relationship other than one with a borderline or a narcissist. But we frequently get trapped in cycles, repetition, compulsion, as it's called. We repeat those cycles over and over again. We sit and we wonder and we ruminate. We rethink things from different angles. 
we replay them more so than a than watching a football game and watching the repeat or the replay of a goal that might be, you know, questioned as to its validity, whether it's really a goal or not, whether a foul was committed before the goal was made. And we look at it from every single angle and we just dissect it and we spend so much mental energy. And then another incident comes along and we have to spend time ruminating and thinking about that. We have to look at it and we have to take ownness for our participation and our continued participation in these relationships. You just have to do that. As painful as it may be, we tend to cycle through where the borderline is the victim, then we're the victim, then they're persecuting us, we're persecuting them. It's all trauma bonded. We may be respect, you know, we may be reacting in a trauma way because you can kick somebody until they finally do respond and become in or go into a defensive posture, much like the borderlines do, much like the narcissists do. You know, you'll find that they are always right. There is no wrong in their thinking. And either you subscribe to that thinking or you are an enemy. They will split on you. They will discard you. They will devalue you. They will verbally abuse you. It's amazing to me. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Always welcome your insights, your experiences. I thank you for communicating with me. I'm sorry if I didn't get back to you. I'm trying get a lot of email, a lot of inquiries, and I would love to be able to respond in a timely manner, but I try to respond and try to address those in these podcasts, new podcasts uploaded every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But think about that. Think about the shoulda, woulda, coulda, okay? You know, that we have to leave behind. What we should have done, what we would have done, you know, you have to leave it behind. You have to move forward. You have to wipe the slate clean. You can't keep thinking and you can't keep hoping. And that is probably the hardest stage is the loss of hope in the seven stages. If you haven't listened to the podcast, that's my previous one, please do. Because I do feel very strongly about those seven stages because I do believe that each of us goes through that in some form or fashion. We experience that and we vacillate and we revisit those stages. We go back and forth like the shoots and ladder game that I've talked about in the past. And it all centers around the building of those emotional sandcastles that we take so much time to build only to see them wash away in a split second when the borderline splits on us, devalues, detaches, ghosts us, goes silent on us. That's no way to live, folks. It is no way that that is a healthy relationship. And that is the key, and I will be talking about that in future podcasts, is why we see what we're in potentially as normal. And if we don't see it as being normal, why we put up with it? Why do we sustain? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch. <laughs>